Good evening. Right now, I'm standing on a particularly grotty little man. In fact, he's the grottiest little man I've ever seen, and to me, he looks ridiculously small. But then I'm wonderfully big and fantastically handsome, <laughs> and I've got a cat called Hitler. Anyway, <laughs> this man is not only small, he's very grubby, aren't you? You're filthy. Look at the color of you. How did you get like that, you dirty little man? Dirty, dirty. <laughs> I'm going to wash you. Come here. No, I don't want to be washed. All right, then. I'll wash your wife. You can't. She's gone to the West Indies. Jamaica. Don't answer that. <laughs> and once again, the noise of the Angus Prune Calypso warns us that it's time for the Sunshine Half Hour, starring as usual IT Brick and featuring Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bilotti. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. A few words from the daintiest morsel of them all, John Stilton Cheese. Oh, no, it's I'm sorry, I'll read that again, again, yum, yum. People put a lot of money on dogs, <laughs> but not on pigs, because it would all fall off as pigs have shiny skin. Which poses the question, what do greyhounds say to each other before a race? Hello there. I'm Whistling Rufus. Yap, yap. I'm Tarkman the Great. Bow, bow. And I'm Wombat the Third. Wah, wah. And I'm Ben Double. Woof, woof. <laughs> how do you do? I say, how do. many laps is this race? Uh, three. I think not that it matters. I shall come in last on principle. I think betting and racing are immoral, so generally I walk around. Okay, the only time I wasn't actually last is when another dog died. <laughs> Did he laugh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to join you. I've won three times, and each time they've stepped up the training and cut down on the food, so I've lost interest. What about you, Double? Please <laughs> call me Bent. Well, I never push, I never, I never push myself. And of course, if it rains, I never even leave the trap. I mean, it plays havoc with your coat, doesn't it? Mm. Well, I could never do a thing with it, I'll tell you that. Still, it's fine tonight, so I might go at, say, 15 miles an hour. There's quite a crowd. Shouldn't we perhaps make it 20? Quite right, Rufus. Spoken like a dog, but we don't want to exhaust ourselves, do we? Let's, let's call it uh, four miles an hour. Yes. We'll get them to slow the hair down a bit. Excuse me mentioning this. But you do seem rather short-legged, Tarquin. Yeah. Ah, yes, you've noticed. Well, I'm afraid I'm a dachshund. <laughs> That's why I have to wear these stilts, you see. It's all right when the ground's hard, but when they're going soft, then I have to play it strictly for laughs. Hey. hey, has anyone seen my handler? Why? I've got a terrible hangover. I need the hair of the man. <laughs> Too late. We want it in the trap. Uh, I can't bear these nasty places. Always full of nasty scribblings. Listen to this one. Lassie was here before Kilroy. <laughs> who's the favourite tonight? Me, ducky, naturally. I'm odds on. I was the other day, too, at the White City. <laughs> I didn't tell you, I was going along nicely at about 50 miles an hour, and I slid on a banana skin. One by a street. Still a bit sore, though. I can How fantastic. Oh, that's nothing when you've been at the game as long as I have. There was a time at Ringwood. I didn't tell you that. And we'd done one lap when the hair suddenly stopped. It was a parfait. The whole place was pitch black. I found myself next to the hair, so I swallowed it. Gave me the shock of my life. <laughs> I'm pleased to say. They, uh, they mended the fuse, and I found myself whizzing round the track, glowing like a beacon. <laughs> I think the hair started. Oh, here we go. Last one round's a pussy. If anyone wants to find out how I got on, uh, can always be reached later at the RSPCA. Here we go. I'll feed us in, everyone. <laughs> now, now, wait for me. I'm still in the corners. Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? 
coffee, please. May I have the car today, John? I want to pick up Stig from school. <laughs> mm. I see Henry the Seventh dead then. <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased, darling. Could I have the car to collect Stig from school? Who's Stig? Your son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Has he started school, then? Yes, dear. He's 18. He's at... He's at boarding school. Well, we can't afford that. We'll have to take him away. He's leaving anyway, John. He's been expelled. What for? Those striptease dancers you sent him. Oh. Just as well. I can't think how he came to go in the first place. I bet you persuaded me over breakfast. You're always doing that. Every wrong decision I've made is because you're talking to me at breakfast. Look at the worst decision I ever made in my life, the day I agreed to marry you. That was over breakfast. Shh, darling. <laughs> Pass the toast. Who are you? Freddy. <laughs> Did you spend the night here? I should hope so. He's your other son. Has he paid his rent? <laughs> have the daughters paid their rent? John, we haven't any. Why haven't we any daughters? I told you years ago I wanted daughters. Think of all the rent we could have had. <laughs> I suppose you just forgot. We're always forgetting things. Can I get down now, Mother? Yes, off you go, dear, and don't forget your little girl for the biology class. No, Mother. <laughs> Where's he going? School, dear. Look, can I have the car today, or can't I? Well, foot and mouth's caught on in Gloucester, then. You haven't heard a word I said. Stop dissecting that fly and listen to me. <laughs> Just a minute. What's that? That's our cat, dear. Where's he going? It's not going to school, is it? I refuse to pay for any cat to go to morning school. Or day school, for that matter. Yes, dear. John, about the car. Price of salami's up, threatens a foot. <laughs> John, there's something wrong with the car, isn't there? What's happened to it? It melted. <laughs> no, John. It, it was bombed. No, no, John. All right. Although it was going to be a secret. I gave it to the milkman. You didn't. No, I didn't. I swapped it for his horse and cart. I thought it would give us more room for carrying things. Anyway, I like pets. I'm not having any more horses in the house, John. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was lying. You'll never, never, never find it. I've hidden it. Where? In the garage. <laughs> oh, bother! Now I'll have to hide it again. Where? In the drive. Oh, spit! Look, I'll, I'll, I'll pretend I don't know, if you like, dear. What do you think I am? A child? Look, can I borrow the wretched car? Look, Can't I? It, it, it's not the first time you've asked for it, is it? I mean, one shouldn't muck cars about by changing drivers all the time. What's more, I need it myself occasionally. But John, I've only had it once in 20 years. Well, it mustn't become a habit, must it? <laughs> anyway, last time you overran your time. But John, you only gave me two hours to drive to the hospital, have the baby and get back. <laughs> so what a poor Stig runs everywhere. Who's Stig? Your son. Oh, yeah. Has he started school yet? <laughs> that we'd like to give you a work song. Oh, goody, goody. Uh, but we've had some difficulty because all workers we know are such rotten singers. Uh, so to bring you this folk song, we hired some real, authentic, highly paid professional folk. But then we found they didn't know anything about work. But they've been reading about it, and here they are. Hello, 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 hello. And here we go. Wow! I just want to tell you. Oh, hi. Yes, I just want to tell you. I've been working, working, working. Oh, that's what I've been doing. Working, working, working all the day and all the night. That's what I've been doing. If you ask me what I've been doing, I'd say I've been working. Oh, <laughs> yes, I've been working. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Was that all right? Yes. Oh, uh, splendid. I know a man whose name is Sam. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Works all day with a hammer in his hand. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Took that hammer. Ah, took that hammer. Oh, oh took that hammer. Name of Gus. Drives on the in a London bus. Blow that horn. Ow. Tilt that hammer. Ow. All together. Working sure is hard. I've got a friend who's down on his luck. Works all day just feeding the ducks. Feed them ducks. Sue and she test balloons in a factory. Puff that thing. Oh, feed them ducks. All together. Working sure is hard. Let me hear you. Give it to me. to the land of the Midnight Sun. Okay, Dad. We present the magnificent six and a half in Dr. Clubfoot in the Antarctic, or Gobbles the Gnat Goes Dope Peddling. <laughs> And the famous old explorer, Dr. Ivor Clubfoot, was dozing at the bar. I'll have one of those. <laughs> He'd had a long life and was thinking of retiring. But as he sat there in his pyjamas, he was visited by a young adventurer, Timothy Dedbrick. Hello. And very soon, the two travellers began exchanging stories. I'll give you a tropic of cancer for two Fanny Hills and a Winnie the Pooh. Done. <laughs> You know, Doctor, when you were a young man, I used to look up to you. Well, I've shrunk a bit since then. You must, you must have been everywhere and done everything. Uh, not quite, but I... <laughs> but tell me, Dr. Clubfoot, <laughs> about one of your really fascinating adventures. Ah, oh, well, now, I will just tell you of one thing that happened to me. It was about 20 years ago, as I remember... put records on whilst I'm talking. <laughs> but surely, sir, even for an experienced old explorer, there must be some wonderful experiences left. <laughs> don't, don't you wish you could still do it? I should say so. Is that, is that, is the one, 
is the one discovery still to be made. Yes, there's one forgotten tribe. Which? A forgotten. Oh. No, the lost Eskimos of the South Pole. But Eskimos come from the North Pole. I said they were lost. <laughs> Professor, I shall lead an expedition there. Oh. And I shall ask you to accompany me. Oh, well, I should like one last fling. Certainly. <laughs> Right then, let us prepare to leave the country. Yes. You know Timothy? I do, I do. Yes. I'm sure this is how my wife would have wanted it. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Constanza. Constanza? I heard you trying to get away from me. Never, my love. No, never. I'm coming too, right? But this is no journey for a woman. I'm very masculine. (laughs) Oh, Oh, fairly masculine, anyway. I'm an explorer's wife. I've travelled with men before. I've been through a lot. Hundreds of them. (laughs) I may... I may look like a woman, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just you watch a cheeky monkey. But I've had such a hard life with him, sometimes I feel like a man. Yes, very well. You can come, but no more women. No more women. Just the three of us. And my fiancée. Your fiancée. Hello, everybody. I'm coming, too. Didn't know she'd fainted. All right, but no more women. Well, well, if she's coming, I want my cousin Angela to come. Not unless I can have Aunt Agatha. All right, but no more women. Do they having Aunt Agatha? I want my niece Penelope. If you can have your niece Penelope, I want Grandma Alice. All right, but no, no more, more women. women. Oh, no, I can have my stepsister Felicity. Not unless I can have my great Aunt Annabelle. No, no more, more women. women. Soon the party was assembled. Two brave men and 78 women. <laughs> ah, soon, Timothy, we shall see the frozen wastes. All 78 of them. <laughs> oh, we need... to find now is a good dog team. Ah, perhaps I can help. My name is uh, Momo. No, no. Yes, no. sir. Anyway, you want to buy a team of dogs? Yes. Right, Mush. Okay, mate. Mush. Here are my Mush. Ah, oh, it's a little husky. Well, it's got a sore throat. So, there we are. A bully of leading dogs. Are you called Mush? The answer. Splendid. How much? <laughs> no, not much. <laughs> Money. A uh, hundred pounds. Too much. A <laughs> uh, fifty pounds. That's much. <laughs> More like it. And does it take much <laughs> to feed them? No. Half a pound of much. <laughs> a lungs. Or uh, a large plate of sausage on mush. <laughs> <laughs> Adventurers set sail for icy climes on the good ship Brass Monkey. Tempting providence, isn't it? <laughs> Ten days later, we were out of British territorial waters. And so they sailed southwards till three years later, they came across the first pack ice. Soon we shall hit icebergs. Sure enough, suddenly there was a cry from the lookout. Look out! <laughs> Iceberg! Where? Well done, lads. <laughs> right. 
Right, now, now, get the dogs and into that boat. Timothy, we'll go in this one. Now, start paddling. Oh, in the boat, you twit. <laughs> so they took their chance against the Antarctic Ocean. Luckily, they had an Eskimo kayak to sail in. But it was so cold, they had to light a fire. And it burnt a hole in the bottom and it sank. Which only goes to show that you can't have your kayak and heat it. Oh, souvenirs. For the rest of the night, they tried to swim, but in vain. The water was frozen. Until next morning, the sun heaved itself above the grey scene. And revealed their little party huddling on an iceberg. Huddle, huddle, huddle. Let's call the roll. Roll! She's not here, sir. Then in a patch of open water, a great beast rose to the surface. A whale! <gasps> no, it's Constanza. But what's that behind? She's always had it. <laughs> no, look, it is a whale. Oh, poor thing. She'll kill it. Sure enough, Constanza leapt onto its back and sat on its blowhole. Oh, pickles! <laughs> so the great creature slowly gave up its life. All right, I give up. <laughs> Dr. Clubfoot and Timothy dragged the massive carcass to the shore. Then they pulled in the whale. <laughs> but even as they ate yet another meal of the great fish's steaks, they sang. And so, folks, another famous melody was born. Whale meat again. But isn't there anything else to eat? Oh, I've got an old flatfish. I'll have it. No, look, it's bad. You mean... Yes, this is no place for a girl like you. Oh. But, but we must do something to keep warm. Uh. <laughs> it's 40 below. Not much warmer above. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, there's this awful cold creeping up my legs. It's like icy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, my teeth are chattering. <laughs> You must. I can't. I think I've got sleeping sickness. <laughs> oh, dear. What are we to do? We're all worn out. And look, now the food's exhausted. Uh, I'm a food and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I say, isn't it about time someone made a heroic gesture? Right. <laughs> there. That's not a heroic gesture. <laughs> well, chaps, I'm just... Popping outside for a second. You've only just had a first. <laughs> but turning a blind ear to their cries, Timothy stepped out into the raging storm. <laughs> a moment later, he was back. That, that was quick. quick. <laughs> There's something up there. Tis I, the abominable snowman. You can say that again. Well, I think I could anyway. <laughs> I have pedaled all the way here on my icicle, and now I scream. Ice? So did I after sitting on that icicle. <laughs> Snow fun, I can tell you. <laughs> what a wonderful bedpan. I, I mean, bad pun. Get off with it! I've come to take you to the land of the midnight buns. Sun. Burner. Oh. <laughs> Bun sun burner, what a gas. So, follow me, and as we go, let us sing that old Eskimo song I see woman. I see woman? Yeah. And so, no, and so, as the wind howled around them, 
The abominable snowman led our little band towards the distant mountains. The cold froze their marrow. Damn, the marrow's frozen. <laughs> and the cabbage. And the journey was hard, and on the way they had to shoot the rapids. Sorry, rapids. <laughs> Even as they struggled along, Dr. Clubfoot never forgot to keep his diary up to date. Now, you see, darling, we've just shot the rapids and we're crossing the mountains. Right with me? Good. That evening, as they reached the mountains, they found themselves faced by a terrible obstacle in their path. We'll have to climb it. Yes. Give me a leg up. <laughs> Not up there. Right. All <laughs> up. All up. Under this overhang. And swing over. And that's it. No, look. Good grief. Look at that formidable craggy face. Will you lot get off me, please? <laughs> Suddenly. Yeah, look, look, everybody. The last of the moey pools. This must be the actual polar ice cap, and that fellow wearing it is surely the king of the lost Eskimos. Right. I'm Eskimo Joe, and this is my queen, the one and only Eskimo Nell. <laughs> I, I must introduce myself. Maya! In the blue collar, at ten stone, thirteen pound. Lie there, lovely. Me. But right now, right now, you must be feeling cold. Far, Far from, from it. it. Will you join us in a bowl of penguin broth? Certainly. Certainly. Oh. <laughs> oh, now, tell us about yourself. Well, everything in our city is frozen. Including the money? Yes. We use little bits of frozen water. Ah, oh, ice lolly. your tribe. You've seen her. The rest of our people were frozen years ago by a great storm of instant freezing rain. Whatever they were doing at the time, they're frozen in those positions still. One day the ice will melt and they'll live again. Till then we'll carry on like they did. And they didn't all carry on by the looks of them. <laughs> so you and Nell are keeping up the race. Yes, fortunately I usually win. <laughs> ah, but she reminds me it is time is laid down by tradition to take some living creature and kill it at the temple of the ice god. Alas! What a good idea. <laughs> How about this, lass? No, no. Yes, yes, we need a nice plump maiden. I'm not plump. She's not a maiden. <laughs> Nonsense, I was made in England. <laughs> yes. Right, right. She's for the deep freezing ceremony of the lost Eskimo. No! We shall tie her to a block of ice. No! Then we shall dip her into a tank of water. No! Which will slowly freeze around her. No! And as she freezes, we perform wicked ritual movements. No! In which Eskimo Nell will dance entirely naked. Yes! But I can give you one way out. No! If you can unfreeze my people, you can all go free. You've got 50 seconds. Let the ritual commence. Don't let them freeze me. <laughs> Look at Nell. She's taking off her fur boots and her fur hat. <laughs> and off comes her fur coat and her fur dress. And her fur slip and her fur corset. Stop! Oh, that's fur enough. <laughs> You've done it. She hasn't. No, you have. Yes, look, Timothy's hot breath has melted the ice. The Eskimos are springing to life. <laughs> the whole place is turning to water. The ice cap's melting. Swim for your lives. At that moment, all over the world, the sea began to rise. Mabel, move the deck chairs. I think the tide's... <laughs> Chlorine Lynn. And then, almost as swiftly as they had risen, the waters subsided. The ice cap had frozen again. And so the lost Eskimos were lost again. Isn't that so, Doctor? Doctor? Timothy? Fiona! Three years later, an expedition set out to find the lost explorers. 
Oh, well, that's snow business. And once again, the Angus Prune Tune brings from the end another edition of the IT Briddock Benefit Bonanza. Brought to you this week by the makers of Dermot Stabaker. The baboon with the less fattening centre. <laughs> the voices you heard are those of Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall and Wee Oddie. The scripts were by David Hatch and Bill Oddie and Mr Oddie made up the songs. Oh, yeah. Ian Cohen made up the arrangements and Dave Lee made up the band. And very nice they looked too. <laughs> and so now I'll read that again was produced by Humphrey Barclay, he of the ballet shoes and swollen head. <laughs> so now it's time to get back on your tenterhooks until next week when once again you'll hear John Queenie Cleese say... Oh no, it's the Wonder Show! <laughs> You go. Many me and I never miss. I'm sorry, I'll be that again. Good world. I sit in my bed and die. Can you sit to the nest after me? Mr. Many me is good, and this is my typical I S I R T A. I'm sorry, I'll be that again. Does a snake make a limb?